the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Adam's descendants, including us, inherited Adam's fallen nature. We are all sinners like Adam. We're all made in Adam's image. We're a chip off the old block. We have his sin nature. In Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world, and death through Adam's sin and death spread to everyone because everyone sins. Does it ever feel like, no matter how hard you try, you still fall short? We can all relate to failure because we've all been through it. We can't even imagine a perfect life. But today, Pastor Dan reminds us that it wasn't always that way. There was a time when sin and death weren't a part of this world. But we all inherit qualities from our family, whether we like it or not. And Adam passed on his sinful nature to all his descendants, including you. Even though sin is rooted in you, there is always hope in Jesus. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 5 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Since before the time of Jesus Christ, so we're going back to B.C., Bible interpreters have thought the ages were included for the purpose of calculating the age of the earth. To use them for a chronological calculation of the age of the earth. Uh, If you add up the ages in the genealogy, starting with Adam, and combine them with a few other dates that are included elsewhere in the scriptures, uh, and you do the calculation, you will calculate the age of the earth to be around 6,000 years old, give or take. Uh, You probably have heard of uh, young earth creationists. Uh, Young earth creationists believe the earth is, is young, Not millions or billions of years old, but thousands of years old. And and they get that because of these calculations that can be made just using the data that's in the scriptures, just using the data that's in the Bible. And you come up with an earth that is 6,000 years old or so. Some Bibles actually have in the margin of the Bible dates dating the age of the earth or as you're reading through Uh, the Bible giving you a date of when these events took place in the margin. For example, if you have the old Schofield Bible, the old Schofield Bible in the center column at the top of the center column has these dates and shows that the creation took place in 4004 BC, about 6,000 years ago. The Schofield Bible uses calculations that were made 
by Archbishop James Usher back in the 1600s. And he just used the information, the data that was in the scriptures to come up with these calculations uh, using the, the genealogies in chapters 5 and 11 and a few other passages, and you're able to calculate the age of the earth. And as I mentioned, this was the consensus view among Bible interpreters going all the way back to before the time of Christ. And this was the consensus view all the way up until the late 19th century, early 20th century, when people began to believe the earth was millions of years old or even billions of years old. Uh, So this was the consensus view among the church or among believers for thousands of years until pretty recent history. Some have tried to put gaps into this genealogy to accommodate millions of years uh, of history. But the language here in this chapter and in chapter 11, the language in the genealogies doesn't really allow for gaps in the record. If you remember back when we were studying Genesis chapter 1 and we were looking at the creation account and we talked about the meaning of the word day, and I mentioned that some people have interpreted the word day to mean an age, a period of time that could be millions of years, and that the word day in the creation account is not to be taken literally. And I mentioned at that time that linguistically, the word day has to mean day. It it can't be speaking of an age. Well, the same thing is true here with these genealogies. Uh, There's no gaps in these genealogies. There's, There's no way that there can be gaps in these genealogies linguistically because of what it says. And there's more we could say about that. We don't really have the time right now. You can dig into that on your own. So now let's, let's just kind of get into the text and let's make some uh, observations about the chapter. Look at verse 1. Verse 1 begins by saying, This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. The book of the genealogy of Adam. The only other time that phrase is used is in Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, where we have the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And so there's a connection made between these two genealogies that we have here in Genesis 5 and in Matthew 1. There's a connection made between Adam and Jesus Christ. Which makes sense because Jesus is called the last Adam. And the Bible tells us that you are born into the first Adam's family. And then you're born again into the family of the last Adam, Jesus Christ. There's two families here. So there's two genealogies. There's the first Adam and the last Adam or Jesus Christ. Look at verse 3. It says, And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son, notice, in his own likeness, and named him Seth. If you remember from chapter 1, Adam was created in the image of God, but here we see Seth was created in the image of Adam. Adam's descendants are made in the image of both God and in the image of Adam. 
In other words, Adam's descendants, including us, inherited Adam's fallen nature. We are all sinners like Adam. We're all made in Adam's image. We're a chip off the old block. And we have his sin nature. In Romans chapter 5 verse 12 it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world and death through Adam's sin and death spread to everyone because everyone sins. What that means is we all inherited the sin gene from Adam. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. And so we all die. Hebrews tells us that we each have an appointment with death. Every one of us. Hebrews says it is appointed unto man once to die. And then comes the judgment. We have an appointment with death. And an appointment with the judgment of God. The good news is Jesus Christ came and he died for us in our place as our substitute to conquer death for us, to defeat the grave, and to give us everlasting life. That's the good news. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says, Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. In Adam we die, in Christ we are made alive. That's the good news of the gospel. Jesus put it this way in the Gospel of John. I'll just read it to you. But in John chapter 11, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Jesus asked the question. Though we may die, we shall live. We have everlasting life, resurrected life through Jesus Christ. As you look through this chapter In this genealogy, we see a sad refrain repeated with each person. And that sad refrain is, and he died. Look at what it says about Adam in verse 5. It says, so all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. We see with Seth in verse 8, and he died, and he died, and he died. That's the story of every generation. Every generation was born in the likeness of Adam and lived and and died in the likeness of Adam. After the fall, death reigned over mankind and death continues to reign over mankind. And he died is still the sad refrain for every person, for all of mankind. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us Hope, living hope beyond death. The sad refrain ends with the empty tomb. When Jesus Christ rose from the grave, death was defeated for us. Death no longer has the final word in our story. Death has been swallowed by the victory that Jesus Christ provided for us through his death and resurrection. Now, skip down with me to verse 21. Again, I'm just... Highlighting some observations here for us from this genealogy. Verse 21 says, And Enoch lived 65 years, and he begot Methuselah. (laughs) After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years, and had sons and daughters. And so all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God And he was not, 
for God took him. Enoch walked with God and God took him to heaven. Enoch is the only person in this genealogy who didn't experience death. He's the only one that doesn't have that sad refrain, and he died. Which gives us you know, a glimmer of hope here as death is reigning over mankind in this chapter. And he died, and he died. But wait, here's, here's someone who walked with God, and God took him to heaven. He, he escaped death. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 says of Enoch, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Enoch walked with God. He pleased God by faith. And then God translated him to heaven. Or God transferred him to heaven. Enoch is is an Old Testament picture of the rapture of the church. Enoch was taken away to heaven before God's judgment was poured out on the earth in the flood. The church will be taken away to heaven before God sends tribulation upon the earth at the end of the age. And what is sometimes referred to as a pre-tribulation rapture of the church. And we have a picture of that here with Enoch being transferred to heaven. Now, we're we're told here in the verses we just read that Enoch named his son Methuselah. What a name, right? Methuselah. (laughs) The name Methuselah, listen to this. The name Methuselah means when he dies, it shall be sent. When he dies, it shall be sent. Methuselah's name was a prophecy About the flood. When he dies, it shall be sent. What shall be sent? The flood. God's judgment. And according to the chronology in Genesis 5, the year that Methuselah died was the same year the flood came. Now, verse 27 tells us that Methuselah lived a total of 969 years, making him the longest living person Whoever lived. His long life was a sign of God's mercy. His name warned people that judgment would come when he died. And Methuselah lived longer than any other human being in history. That's God's mercy. God delayed his judgment so people would have the opportunity to repent and turn to God for salvation. You know, today, some people scoff at or mock the return of Jesus Christ. 
And they say, hey, you Christians say Jesus Christ is coming again. Well, well, where is he? Why hasn't he come yet? What, what's, he, what's he waiting for? Well, he's waiting so that people have the opportunity to repent of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ and be forgiven and be saved and receive eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what God's waiting for. In Second uh, Peter chapter 3, Peter writes, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God is patiently waiting for sinners to repent of their sin and get right with God, because God doesn't want to destroy anyone. God doesn't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. God doesn't take pleasure in judging sinners. He'd much rather people repent of their sins and spend eternity with him in heaven than to go to hell for all eternity and spend eternity apart from him. After Methuselah, you have Lamech. Methuselah had a son named Lamech in verse 28. And Lamech lived 182 years Lamech had a son, and he called his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. And after he begot Noah, Lamech lived 595 years and had sons and daughters. So that would be the brothers and sisters of Noah who were not on the ark. They didn't believe Noah. And so all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So now we're going to follow the line of Noah going forward. Now, going back up to verse 28 with with Lamech, if you do the math... Or you can skip the math and just take my word for it. Who wants to really do math, right? Uh, But Adam lived until the 56th year of Lamech, Noah's father. And so Adam lived all the way into the lifetime of Noah's father. So, So Adam could have told Noah's father all about the garden and living in the garden with God, and the serpent, and the temptation, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the fall, and being cast out, and all of that. He could have told all of that story to Noah's father, and then Noah's father could have passed those stories on to his son, Noah. So there's really just one person between the life of Adam and the life of Noah. Even though we're, we're covering more than a thousand years of history here. Noah's father and Adam, they overlapped. And so there's really just one person between the life of Adam and, and the life of Noah. I don't know if you've ever thought about this before. But if you think about it, uh, between us and Jesus, there's really only you know, 20 people. Maybe 22 people, 25 people. You know, if you think about a generation and people live 70, 80, 90 years or more, there's really only about 20 to 25 people that are between us and Jesus Christ. It's not really that many. 
So Lamech named Noah, Noah, verse 29 tells us why. He called his name Noah saying, this one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord had cursed. Going back to the curse that was upon Adam. And you, you get a sense here of Lamech, you know, he's toiling. Mankind is toiling under the curse and wanting a savior, wanting a deliverer to come and deliver mankind from the curse of the fall. The name Noah means comfort or rest. Lamech thought his son Noah was the one, the promised seed of Genesis 3.15 that would bring salvation to the world and give people rest from all their toil. But Noah wasn't the one. Noah wasn't the one. He wasn't the savior that Lamech looked for. Lamech was really longing for Jesus. He didn't realize that. He didn't know that. But he was longing for Jesus. Jesus is the seed of the woman. Jesus is the one who gives us rest from our toil. He's the one who gives us rest for our soul. That's who Lamech wanted. That's who he was longing for. The Bible says Jesus is the desire of all nations. Jesus is the one the world is looking for right now. Jesus is the one the world really desires right now. The world doesn't realize that. You know, the, the world is, is looking for a leader. The world's looking for a vaccine and all of these things. Looking for someone to fix every, you know. The world is looking for Jesus. He's the desire of all nations. He is the one that we're all longing for. He's the one that we're all looking for. We're all longing for the rest and comfort that's only found in him and no one else. Now you may not know that. You may not know that Jesus is what you're looking for. But he is what you're looking for. You may be looking to other things or other people or looking for security in something other than Jesus Christ. You may, you may be looking elsewhere for answers, but what you're really looking for is Jesus Christ. He's the lover of your soul. He's the only one that can satisfy. He's the only one that can give you a peace in your heart and your mind. A peace, the Bible says, that passes all understanding. He's the only one that can give you rest for your soul. In fact, Jesus invites us to come to him when we're weary and burdened and heavy laden and take his yoke upon us. And what that means is to make him Lord, to put him in charge. And he says, if you do that, he'll take our burdens. He'll take our, uh, uh, the things that weigh us down and he will give us rest for our soul. He's the one. He's the one that we're longing for. He's the one that we're looking for. I think now more than ever, for the believer in Jesus Christ, we, we look at things going on in the world and things going on in our own nation and, and the difficulties that we're facing. And, and I, I know for, for the believer, our prayer is come quickly, Lord Jesus. We're, we're not looking to anyone or anything else. We're looking to you. You're the one we long for. You're the one we need. Jesus Christ. He asked me how I know. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.